This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. Today is August 10th, Thursday, 2023. And it's our show. And there's a possibility. Yeah. You just tuned in. You heard an auto ad in the beginning. Because <laughs> we turned auto ads on the show. Um, you might have heard an ad you don't like. And uh, and recently I got a message from someone who said, hey, I got a recruitment ad from the Border Patrol. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, in case you wonder what our stance is on joining yeah. the Border Patrol, <laughs> you don't wonder what our stance yeah. is on joining the Border what Patrol. What I love, though, is yeah. that it's probably wasted money. Yeah, like, right. Like, you, you remember that site, 419 Eater, where those people yes. would, like, waste uh, the peep, the, the, the... Waste time of the scammer. Waste time of the scammer, yeah. right? So if, if you get... Um, let's say a supplement ad that's garbage or fake boner pill ad or something, something that you would normally raise or, or a Republican ad. Ew, ew. Understand ew. it's perfect. They're wasting their money. Think of us as like 419 eater, but for ads. And so what <laughs> we do is we take the money that comes in from them, but then they wasted the ad on our skeptical audience who is never going to listen to anything that for they this say. And like, we do want to tell you guys, just so you understand, that we do feel like there is a difference between the ads that we write, yeah, that yes, we endorse, absolutely. right? Yeah. So we endorse happily AdamandEve.com. Yeah. We endorsed happily Manscaped. That's yeah. a good product. Yeah. Like I literally use that yeah. product. It's a good product. Earwolf. Earwolf, Earwolf presents. Earwolf presents. Absolutely, we endorse that. There are when we've had ads that we've spoken about feel comfortable knowing that like, yeah, we think those are actually decent yeah. products. They're worth your time. We, and would vet, we, vet, we vet them, right? We don't think they're creeps or, you know, like we stopped we, better help, better help. I was like, fuck that. Yeah, like, we, we stopped it. I'm we, not, we I don't want your fucking happy. money. I told him to go pound sand. We were not happy with how they use their yeah. data. But when it comes to the auto ads, we don't endorse that shit. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what goes in. You can't it's, get, you can't even guess guys. It's here because they pay for time. Yeah. And that's and it. if it gets to the point where it's crazy and there's like and there's like really nutty ones, let us know. First, let us yeah. know. It's always I'll happily read those emails, but let us know. And then what I'll do is if if we have to like go up a tier because we're getting absolutely insane ads, we'll go up a tier and like they take some things out depending. We'll be more restricted. So yeah. rest they restrict certain categories. Right. We kind of went with a more open category thing, but we'll see how it runs. If it yeah. sucks, let us know. Send us a message and be like, hey, now don't send me a message be like, hey, I hate auto ads. Use the 30 second skip button. Yep. It's right on the front of your just brunk and it goes right past everything and you're right in the boop, whole boop, thing. Boop, boop, boop. You're right in the whole thing. Just it's like the old TiVo, TiVo sound. sound. There just you go. Just make the TiVo sound. The old TiVo thing. <laughs> Our younger listeners are like, what the fuck is a TiVo? Well, you see, ancient dinosaur. A TiVo is 
like having a DVR, but then also a marriage <laughs> you cannot get out of unless you pay them an obscene amount of money. <laughs> I loved the TV when I it first too. came out. It was fucking awesome, but canceling but, it? But their canceling system was yeah. absolutely a nightmare. I remember this. That yeah. was a nightmare. Yep. Yep. They were like, they were, they, they counted on you calling them. They wanted to keep you on the phone. Then they kept asking me questions. I was on the phone with them for 25 minutes. This guy kept asking me questions. Well, why, why do you want to get rid of it? Cause I don't use it. Well, maybe you could start using it. Here's a few programs you can, I'm like, I'm not going to use it. I need you to cancel. I must've said cancel the account like 20 times. Yeah, just, just anytime I get like the retention people, I'm just like, cancel, yeah. cancel, cancel. <laughs> just keep cancel. saying it over and cancel. over. Just like what, cancel. Yeah. Cancel. So also later on today, Thomas Smith is going to be on Where There's Woke is his new podcast. And he's going to probably also going to be talking about Serious Pod as well. Um, Serious Inquiries Only, where he's continuing to produce content. We're anxious to have him on. He'll be on at the end of the show. Always a great guest. It's like Jesus is the geek in the cafeteria sitting by himself. And I'm the guy pretending he's not my friend. This story comes from the Raw story. Pastor alarmed after Trump-loving congregants deride Jesus's teachings <laughs> as this weak. On the big screen just so you can see that the raw story has decided to put Jesus next to Trump there. And, and Jesus is looking very pissy. There is no, there is no mistaking what they're talking about here because it seems that, uh, uh this was a story. I saw this in a couple places, actually. NPR ran yeah, a story. NPR ran a story yeah. where in fact, uh, the liberal and, and they're not just liberal, but any pastors now, are using one of them was quoting Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, and people were like, bro, that's weak. That's some weak <laughs> ass shit. Nobody would, nobody should do that anymore. And he's like, wait, that's like Jesus said this. This isn't. I'm not. Yeah. I, this isn't some woke politics. And they said basically, no, we're, we we don't we don't believe that anymore. We we even though it's Jesus, yep. this is, that shit's outdated. We need to be different now. You, do you remember? We had a conversation, a really good conversation. I remember if it was main show or if it was a supplementary show, like a patron show, we had a really good conversation. And one of the things that we were talking about a while back was the idea that America and patriotism and Americana and Christianity have all melded to create a new religion. Yes, yeah, that was a long form article we yeah. read. Yeah. And I really think this is sort of emblematic. I read this article and I thought, yeah, like a hundred percent because yeah. like the new religiosity or the new religion of American yeah. exceptional Christianity is its own thing. Right. And it is this like toxic soup of this like hyper toxic masculinity shit. Like there's like, if you were to get like a fucking cauldron yeah. and make this religion, sure. the ingredients would be like, you'd have to sprinkle in like a heaping dose of like hyper toxic masculinity. Right. That's like embedded in all of it. it is the truck nuts that holds it together sure, yeah you know <laughs> and then then there is like some of the more like violent and mean-spirited teachings from the bible cherry-picked sure. um, because all all teachings of the bible are always cherry-picked so they would cherry-pick some of the really honestly the more aggressive old testament kind of shit from there um and then it would be this like sort of like hyper-nationalist uber simplified civics for kids that failed civics version of American history. Yeah. And then you stir all that shit together and that's the new religion. Yeah. And people are worshiping at that altar. Yeah. And it feels like a cult right now. It feels like a mm -hmm. spread out cult right now. Yeah. I think, I think fire and brimstone's always been here. 
right? Yep. So I think that we you know the 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 Bible verses that condemn people and the otherism of Christianity has always existed. Yeah, I think sure. it was smaller pockets farther away from each other, less chance of a way to communicate, and also less of a monetization on people's anger and angst, right? You know, when you think about, you think about what they do, they get these people mad, they get these people tuned up, they get these people to otherize other people, these big evangelical yeah. churches. And then they say, give us money so that we can keep this faith, so that we can keep this word continuing. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like it's it's obvious in the cash grab yeah. and from the sizes of these churches. Yes. It's obvious in the cash grab. And so, and I think genuinely that's what that's what when we're gonna talk about it with Thomas later, I'm sure. We talk about the woke politics when they talk about like these people who are attacking the woke, right? Let's talk about, you know, talk about DeSantis and other people. And they don't, I don't think they care so much about it as much as they care about being in power and helping their rich friends. This is just an avenue to do it. This is the way they do it is they create these, these little bubble overs to get people to agree to put them in power and then they won't care what they do. And yep. I think this yes. is very yep. similar to what is happening here. Yeah, because you're right, because Christianity has never been kind nor gentle, no, right? No, So, and, and that's not to say that there are no practices of Christianity sure. that are kind and yeah. gentle. There are. Like, it would be very difficult to shake a, an angry finger at the Quakers, right? The Quakers right. have always taken no. a very kind and gentle approach to Christianity. But- that's cherry picking too, right? Because Jesus has also said some fucked up shit, you know? So it's not even just like, oh, well, if we follow the teachings of yeah. Jesus, no, it's all you, kind you're of absolutely general. right. Yeah. Jesus has said some it's fucked up shit. It's all the same shit. book. Stop with it's the, the fucking, same. stop right. with the d- division. Right. It's all the same fucking so, book. But like, so Christianity, so this, so there is nothing new to be found here. That I totally agree with. Also, like, I think you're right. Like, these churches absolutely have been for the long time positioning themselves as the sort of vanguard to a fight. Yeah. And if they position themselves as the vanguard to a fight, especially in an underdog kind of, you know, hey, it's it's us against the yes. spiritual yes. forces of Absolutely. evil, you know? Yeah. And you're like, fuck, where's my wallet? You know, you're like, I got to give you some money. Make it go away. And so like, they've done a really good job of leveraging that, but they've also tuned up this fighting spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so they've been able to like, conflate this hyper-nationalism with that tuned up like, ready to fight shit. And that we've got like this, I don't know this, like amalgamation that takes place where the idiots at the fucking January 6th riot are standing there like waving Christian flags yeah. because they don't know how to differentiate their religious beliefs from no. their nationalistic beliefs. And the same person would easily wave a Trump flag, yeah. right? Oh, because absolutely. They, because they intertwine. Yes. And it's not, and I don't think, I know there are some people who are going to say, but that's because he's their deity. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more what you said, which is that Americana is its own religion yeah. now. Yeah. And this patriotism bullshit is its own religion. And the fact that this is starting to bite some pastors and some pastors are pulling back and being like, oh, I really genuinely think you should have fucking paid attention a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, man. Thousand this shouldn't percent. be sneaking up on you right now. Yep. This is on you and your people, right? These are your people. They're doing bad things. You should have fucking nipped this in the butt a long time ago. You should have had some yes. hard knock, knock down drag ass fights with some of these evangelicals a long time ago. And it, because then you could have at least positioned your your flock away from them. Yep. But yep. instead, they you didn't. were like, hey, man, they're kind of doing what I want. 
So I'll just let him do it. And they rode that same gravy train. And sure now all of a it. sudden, here sure it is. Sure as fuck did. And you know what? As they say, Cecil, the dildo of consequences <laughs> rarely comes lubed. <laughs> what happened to those simple pleasures? Did they die with the dinosaurs and the Tyrannus Rex? In my book, they didn't. And there's only one book. That's the Bible. So give it a read when you got a chance. Hey, last time I checked, Bibles were in libraries. Good night. So this comes from Newsweek. Republican's wife replaces library books with Bibles. Now, this is the small little library books that are on the side of the yeah. road. They're like little houses that are built. I didn't realize this was a nonprofit that does this all over the country. Yeah, I just thought this was like a local thing when you happen to see it once 100% in a while. 100% thought this was just like some person nearby was like, oh, I'll make one of these things because it seems pretty easy to put together. But right. evidently, this is a whole nonprofit had no idea. It's a take a book, leave a book Take program. a book, leave a book. But it's a national program where these people, I guess, fund this. There's ways to donate to it. And then they buy books that they then put inside of there. And then you take a book, leave a book. And, uh, and they really do say that they try to push for, you know, books that people will will help people grow. Yeah, and a diverse collection diverse of thoughts collection and viewpoints of and voices. Yeah, it'll help people grow. And so that's a laudable goal. Yeah. I think like I think that if you're not the worst, that is a that's beautiful a great, and laudable yeah. goal. This Republican woman, she winds up going and taking Bibles that she gets for free or at the, at the thrift store, and she just replaces a book that she says, I pulled a bad one out and put yeah. one of these in. Well, and she's got a quote. Let's scroll down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a quote here. Jennifer noted in her Facebook post, from what I've seen, a lot of these books and other things, they don't align with our Christian values. Today, I saw a bunch of pride stuff in one. So she is seeing this like beautiful, charitable, nonprofit program that is there to like give and, and, and to have this like free exchange of ideas. And she's like, what if we homogenize it to just my idea? Yeah. What if I just unilaterally went in and decided that, your ideas are not fit for consumption by... She's not taking that book and reading it. Yeah. That's the thing that, like... Because her fucking idiot lawmaker husband is like, well, she's just doing what she's allowed to do, just take a book and leave a book. She's not going to take the book home and read it. Yeah. She's taking the book home and probably fucking destroying that book because she thinks that that book contains objectionable, like you know, content, yeah. like it's stuff that her fucking little brain refuses to wrap itself around. And then she seeds her indoctrinated bullshit into this, into this. She's the worst. Yeah. It's such a petty, petty fucking thing to do. It also really shows that indoctrination in this case, you know, you could just indoctrinate your kid, right? Like, let's say sure. if this is a, right. like a, you know, like you, you have a kid who you want him to go to church. You want him to follow the rules. Let's say you're, you know, one of these crazy people who doesn't believe in birthdays or Christmas or whatever. And you can do that, right? You can, you can separate your kid from everybody else and you can indoctrinate them as you see fit. I just want to say like quickly, I don't, uh, some people will think like, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't like that idea, but that like people have kids and that's sure, what they do. Right. And I have no power over stopping those people right. from doing it. what she's doing is she's not just, just doing that for herself or just, just preaching something or trying to uh, get her message out to people. What she's doing, is she's trying to take away the other message. Mm -hmm. So you can't, I won't let you do this. That's exactly I won't right. Let you 
teach somebody something I don't want you to teach, right? Yep. That's not how this works. That's not how any of that works. Like you, you don't have a right to take that away from somebody else. Now, if this is your kid, you make all the decisions you want, right? To, you, yeah, yeah. Your kid, you feed them, you house them, you make decisions about what goes in their head, right? right. That's that's what all parents do. Absolutely. All parents make those decisions, you know, whether it's a net nanny, whether it's church, whether it's, um, you know, books that you buy them, media that you buy them, whatever it is, you Absolutely. make those decisions, yep. right? But but once it comes, once it's out of your house, you don't have any fucking say nope. whatever anybody else does. That's why these attacks on libraries and schools and these little tiny little book houses that yep. are all over the place. That's why these are so insidious because they want to pull those ideas away from you and your kids and your friends. They want to pull yep. those ideas out of the thought, out of common thought. They don't want them to exist. Yeah, this is... And they are not subtle about it. This is intentional, moral, and intellectual gatekeeping. Yes, exactly right? it. That's like, they're just like, look, motherfucker, I'm the funnel. Yeah. I am the narrow yes. edge of the funnel. Yes. And that's what they're intending to do. They're looking through they're like, yeah, I don't approve. This is like, this feels so like, like from the Simpsons, like the fucking preacher's wife. Yeah. This feels so, it feels so cartoonish. Yeah. And like absurd that you, like you, if you wrote this in a comedy, you'd be like, that's ham fisted, write something better. <laughs> My problem is that we are on day three of a massive heat wave with forest fires everywhere. And I really don't think they're going to be able to spare anyone to help a couple of idiots who are trapped in an elevator. This story is from Politico, Cecil. Arizona Republicans don't want to hear about the deadly heat wave. It's like 110 degrees every day. Yeah. And it's in Arizona for a while. For like, right? A chunk, dude, yeah. for a fucking hot minute. It's been a hot minute, yeah, yeah. right? For serious. And like in this the story in Politico opens up where they're like, yeah, even in the fucking like law making house, the air conditioner was broken. And so they're in this fucking sweltering fucking stig box in their suits and their fucking pouring sweat. I would be a disaster. Oh my God. Way. I would be, I'd be, I can't, I, I would be a puddle. I, I wouldn't even be a person. I anymore. could not work yeah. like that. Yeah. I, there's literally no way I could work like that. And they are refusing to engage in the conversations. Yeah. They literally won't even engage conversations regarding climate change. And it's and and we are seeing, especially this year, we are seeing some massive changes in the Earth's climate when it comes to the northern hemisphere. We're seeing massive changes. Absolutely. Like, like these, and it's and it's higher, like they were saying that. During July, there was ten or something days that were the hottest days on record ever. Yeah, ever in the in the history that we have this stuff, there haven't been ten days in a row that were hotter than these ten days. And the last eight years have been the last eight hottest years. Hottest on years. Record. Yeah, and so you know we we are existing in a place where we know this is a reality that yeah. there is there is a constant growing of temperature, and and we're seeing massive changes in weather. And they're they're even predicting like within like I think they were saying at 2050 they might they were saying that like the there's a current in the ocean that might go away it might just go away and that would like totally ruin a whole bunch of things in Jesus Christ just go away because there's there's not anything that can because help circulate yeah because what would what was circulating it before was a change in temperature and now it's just going to go away because there's like less of that around and cool. it can totally like completely change the entire face of Europe's climate. It can like completely change it in, and we're talking within 20 years, it could change it completely. And 
the problem is, is that, is that these, these people that are in power right now are so entrenched and so blinders on yeah. that they can't foresee any, they, they don't want to see it. They literally, in this story, they will not see it. People are coming at them with data and they're like, well, it's always hot down here. It's the desert. It's just hot. Like, hot in Arizona, what, hot. Uh, yeah, water's right. wet. Even though it's been the hottest streak they've ever had, they still will say, oh, well, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, it was hot. So it's just hot, whatever. It doesn't, because it human humans are real bad at this. Like right. you're, you're bad at remembering, you're bad at wondering. We have, that's why we have devices to tell us this yeah. stuff and right. measure it. And then we we collect the data. So this, the, the worst part is, is that there is an, a generation of people. And I think Gen X is part of this, right? That have blinders on. They have these blinders on. Boomers, Gen X. They're not thinking about the world 20 years down the road. Yeah. They are they are thinking about what's here right now. And those people, they need to they need to stop being in power. Period. Yeah. They need to stop being in power. We've got to empower young people who want to change the world in a drastic way because it has to be yeah. done if there is going to be another two generations of human beings. Yeah, the 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 current generations of people that are in power are ideologically opposed to the results of science. Yes. You cannot be ideologically opposed to the results of a fucking experiment. Yeah. That is fucking stupid. That is nonetheless absolutely the case. We have like you know I have resisted for a long time, probably because I'm old, but like I have resisted for a long time the idea that somebody should be hired into uh, some kind of like lawmaking position because they're young and youthful. That we should that we should have more young and youthful people. I thought that no, we just need the best people, the smartest people. We just need more young people. We need people who are invested in a future that I will not survive that's to see. That's the thing. That's the thing that makes. <laughs> older people more of a liability yeah. in that. And I'm and I, I'm an older person. Because I speak as an older person. I, I don't know if you do this, but I want to raise my hand and say I'm guilty of this. When you read off something like 2050, in in seconds, I already know how old I'm going to be. What The first thing I do is calculate out how much will that matter to me? You say it's going to happen in 2050. I'm like, okay, that's 27 years. I'm 45. So, you know, I'll be 62 or whatever, you know, 72. So I'm like, oh, all right, that sounds like it'll suck, but it's a tail end of my life. And like, whether or not I, I really think all that through that consciously, I think a lot of people think shit through subconsciously, right? Or unconsciously. We're doing the math and being like, that's not my fucking problem. And, and I think the real issue here, and I don't want to sound ageist. I know people are gonna be like, you sound so ageist. I don't want to sound ageist. What I want to say is it's not their age it's their inability to care about something outside of their lifetime. Right. That's what it is. It's just their inability to act and to care. I think I think as a general statement, a general sort of demographic statement, young people seem to be more accepting of and promotion promoting of radical change. Yeah. And as we get older, I think we become more accepting of incremental change. And that's not, we are in a place where we need radical change. You have to have it now. We, you it, have to. If if we do not, and, and I mean, every single day is yeah. critical and we're failing every day. Every day. So like, we're in a place where like, if we don't get people in who are willing to take radical steps, like change your life steps, like the day next week will not resemble your life two weeks before. Big time 
fundamental restructuring of society type big steps. We are fixing this. Yeah. We aren't fixing it. Incremental change got us here. It will not get us forward. We can't walk it, back. We don't it. have the time. Yeah. We're out of time. Yeah. So yeah. You got to do something about it. Lawmakers are going to sit in their own fucking sweatbox. Yeah. It feels like the frog in the boiling pan. It really pan. does. And, it, and, and the, these are people who are presented with, the, with, with reality and are denying it. And these are people in power. They're in power there. They're in power all over yes. the entire world. And and I really do think that that this is there is going to be a breath of fresh air within the next couple of years in politics because of this. Because I think this is evident to everyone who's young. Yes. I think all the young people see they this see and it. think, and they're disgusted by it. And they're scared. Yeah, and they're scared. I would be too. My kids are genuinely scared. I, I don't my, blame them. My kids. Like, I would have anxiety the whole time. They, are, they yeah. do. They're 16 and 17. And they're just, there's a fatalism too that is starting to creep in amongst young people. Yeah. That's like, I don't know what the point of any of that would be. The world won't be around in 70 years. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, I can't tell you it will. Yeah. Also, real quick, Cecil, I do want to also bring this up from that same article. And then I promise we'll move on. But also, this is how they did, this is how they did address it. They addressed it by having the chaplain pray. That's begin right. the Senate. Yeah, I just want to bring this up. It. He said, We pray, Father, for solutions to end suffering and for our temperatures to trend downward. To provide relief for so many in harm's way. Yeah. The legislative chaplain said yep. as sweaty heads bowed in the no, Senate. Man. And that's and that's exactly that's the that is the extent of the help that they want to give to anyone to, to try to mitigate climate change. Yep. That's it. That's the extent. If we can wish it away, we'll do it. But if we can't do anything else, then that's the extent of the help we're gonna do. Fuck it. That's it. And then and that's the reality that 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 we live in. Radical changes needed in government, period. Welcome back to Sports Dome. It's the startling confession that has the whole sports world buzzing. Soccer has come out of the closet to tell the world it's gay. A FIFA spokesperson made the announcement at a press conference earlier today. Soccer is not ashamed of what it is. Soccer is a gay sport. Youth League soccer, the MLS, even the World Cup, all of it is completely gay. So Cecil's story I just comes want to from put the... this on the big board because it's 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 Trump's face, and it really looks it really looks like I don't know like he's really trying to say choo choo or something. <laughs> His skin, Trump's skin, never good on any given day. In this picture, looks particularly overdone. He looks he looks like a Peking duck. He does. Yeah, that's ex- he literally does. His skin looks like it's crisp. It looks crispy. It looks absolutely crispy. looks rendered yeah. underneath and crispy. Yeah. So recently, the uh, the United States women's soccer team was uh, playing in the World Cup series, the Women's World Cup, and uh, United States was a favored team, and they lost. I don't watch women's I don't soccer, so watch I don't watch soccer in yeah. general. But I know that the women's soccer team has been dominant for been years. Very good. They've done very, very well, and they lost. They like got knocked out of the World Cup yeah. by this Sweden. year by Sweden. Yeah. yeah, and so this is what Trump tweeted right here: "Shocking and totally unexpected. Quote: Lost by the U.S. women's soccer team to Sweden is fully emblematic of what is happening to the once to the hour once great. That's what he wrote." To, the, to the hour once great nation capitalized under crooked Joe Biden. The former president scrawled, quote, many of our players were openly hostile to America. No other country behaved in such a manner or even close. Woke equals failure. Nice shot, Megan. The USA is going to hell. MAGA. 
This is old man yells at cloud. It very much is. And it's, and this is an example too. You know, they, they say things like they hate America. So therefore um, I'm attacking them, but really you're attacking the American team. I mean, that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like you're the one who's going after the American team. I don't understand. I mean, you're the one who's supposed to be patriotic here, but you know, that's exactly why I grabbed this article. Cecil is that, I think that what what is fully emblematic here, to use his fucking weird turn of phrase, is that these guys are not actually patriots. Like, they are not pro-America. They do not want to make, like, America great again. Because this same week, he said, yeah, I'd rather be in the south of France than be here. Yeah, no. You know, no. he said, America's going to hell. Nobody denigrates yeah, no. and shits on America like Trump. No, right? 100%. These guys actually hate America. They really do. You remember when Trump was uh, campaigning and he would talk about like like the um, he would describe all kinds of cities all across America as like shithole cities and like dangerous. And he would like use all these pejoratives to describe, you know, any number of cities all across the country. He hates America. He hates America. What these guys like is a vision for America that doesn't include you. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't include immigrants. It doesn't include immigrants. It puts women where they belong. Yep. Yeah. It's just that they what they like is a vision for America that is for rich white men. And the end. Make Nobody no else mistake. included in that club. Make no mistake. One of the major reasons why they hate these women is because they're women. Absolutely. I mean, make make yes. no mistake. Yeah. This is this is women hate. This is misogyny. You know, a thousand percent. I like you can't like run the fucking test to see, but I I still I guarantee that if the men's soccer team was heavily favored to win and they had a fucking bad game and they lost, that he would not be as comfortable tweeting this shit out. He tweets personal attacks against women with yeah. like regularity that time. is unmatched. All the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time. He is a racist and he's a misogynist and it's not subtle. There's nothing subtle here. And it's what what's and it's coming together. His racism and his misogyny are coming together now as he's attacking the possible prosecutor in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. So he's making up stories. There's a story he's spreading about her slandering her, saying she had she was having a relationship with one of her previous clients and who was a drug dealer or something like that is what of they course. said. Of course. And so he's saying that, and she's like, absolutely not. I defended that person when I was a defense attorney and that's what I did. Like, that's literally what I did. I, I never had any... Relationship, relationship with them whatsoever. And the Rolling Stone article that, that's about these two people that the yeah. is talking about how they had a sort of mentor-mentee relationship because the person was a rapper and she was defending him. And they had sort of a men, he was a very young man and she's an older woman, and they had a mentor-mentee, an auntie and uh, you know, a nephew relationship, relationship. Yeah. not a, a relationship like Trump wants to think they had a relationship, right? right. And and he's slandering this woman could get her. I mean, this, this type of talk could get you disbarred, right? It's, yeah, it's, a sl- and it's, it's literally slander, but it's because she's a woman. He feels comfortable to do it. Yeah. He feels comfortable to attack women all the time. Cause he's a bully. He's a shitty bully. Yeah. And he has been for years. I mean, even before all the presidential stuff, do you remember all the shit talk he said with like, we had a thing with Rosie. Oh, oh yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. The fight. Yeah. And the, the nasty shit yeah. that he said that was very pointedly massaged. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like this is a well he's comfortable going to and drawing from. Yeah. 
absolutely. He's a racist and a misogynist. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, he's going to go after the women's sure. soccer team. And he's a homophobe. And, and he's this a giant a, homophobe. And a perfect yeah. perfect example yep. is that, you know, like, like he's going to go after anybody who sticks up for LGBTQ+. 100%. Plus. He'll go after them, too. Because yep. for him, that's woke, right? right? Well, and this is a this is a pander, like we this is a pander to a base of people that like he's not worried if he looks un-American. The thing is, like the message that this appeals to is a bunch of people that don't like the reality of America. Yeah. That what this what MAGA really means is let's turn back the clock and make America unsafe for people of color. Yeah. Let's make America yeah. unsafe for women. Yeah. Let's make America unsafe for everybody sure. who's not a rich white guy. Yeah. You 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 remake. Back to the Future with a black guy, a gay guy, a trans person as the main character, it's a horror movie. Sure. Right? It's right. a fucking yeah. horror movie. I went back in time and now suddenly I like, holy fuck. It's, I mean, it's genuine. If it's not a white kid, a yeah, white right, boy, right. it's a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. So we're joined by Thomas Smith from the Where There's Woke podcast, as well Hello. as uh, Serious Inquiries Only. What are you, is you looking at a squirrel? What is happening in your life where you are staring around? <laughs> oh, I didn't see. This is why I don't do video. I didn't know I'd be subject to such scrutiny. <laughs> I'm realizing that I have. So what happened was right when you started talking there, I realized your levels are 800,000 times too high. And so I was like, how do I turn this down? Blowing my brains out. I don't know why it's coming in so fucking loud. It's coming in hot, buddy. It's coming yeah. in hot. It's like, how do I stop put an end to this? <laughs> how do I make it stop? Okay, I finally and found... the end of the interview. Look, let's face it. I do content mainly, I think, for Ian in particular. Yeah. Um, but my, as a sound guy... There's not one place where I can adjust the sound. There's 470 places. <laughs> and I just have to, do I feel lucky? Like, which one of these yeah. will be the best place, you know? And I think, I, think I, I got a good one, so I'm set now. I will look straight far. My eyes will yeah, be locked in. Straight ahead. Straight ahead. You're locked in now. I will never now. look away. <laughs> locked in now. Let's make it weird. Just make it weird. Hard eye contact. Thomas. Into the void the Thomas, whole time. you started a brand new podcast. Tell us about it. Oh, I did. It's called Where There's Woke. So it's really, it's a split because, um, you know, I it's, it's a cliche on, on all the fucking shows, but uh, coming to terms with my ADHD really explained a lot about my life. <laughs> it was, that was previously a little unexplained. And I was having a hard time with Serious Inquiries Only because I was just split in so many directions that I wanted to take on. You know, it had always been kind of a, oh, it's just, you know, just trust me. It's things I want to either talk about or people I want to talk to. And it's like, that's the worst thing from a marketing perspective, of course, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, a weird elevator pitch. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. just you know, sometimes yeah. it's me. Sometimes it's guests. We <laughs> yeah. talk about whatever, just whatever. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. the Joe Rogan you podcast. In? You Go should ahead. be in. Anyway. I mean, that is the yeah. most popular podcast. So we should all be doing exactly what the fuck that idiot does. Apparently talk for four <laughs> hours a day about fucking human growth nothing. hormone. Yeah. <laughs> And so then we, here we, we can do a reenactment. I can be like, hey, you know, I heard that um, fucking, you know, uh, the sky is actually orange. 
Hold then, on, let me look that up. Look Jamie, that. Jamie no, we're going to need to look not. that up. Is there a website? Holy shit, there's a website that says the well, sky is orange sometimes. Yeah, and then sometimes they're like, <laughs> it's not it's not orange. And he's like, well, okay, but you can see how I might think it's orange, though. <laughs> yeah, great point. That's an excellent point you just yeah, made. Yeah, that's one in your that's column. So if anyone needs me, I need wrong. $150 million. <laughs> <laughs> I was always split. Like, I love doing interviews. I love it. I love talking to scientists, experts. But every time I do that, I'd also have like, oh, there's this like news item or political thing that like that always feels more like, oh, I need to get it out. And then I had this backlog of like really cool interviews that were like two months old that I was like, what am I doing? So I finally had the bright idea like, oh, fuck, idiot. You should just split it off. <laughs> and so I finally was like, that <laughs> sounds familiar. Yeah, and right. I am is like right when I think of it, I'm like, that's the perfect idea. Like right when it clicks, I'm like committed. And so I did that and I split off where there's woke is more of the commentary. And it's also um, it's not exactly what I've done before on SIO. I am evolving a little bit, too, to become more like a, a little bit of investigative. I won't call it fucking journalism. I don't, a little bit of reading stuff on. No, um, well, like in the vein of, based on some of the journalism you've taken apart, I think you do get to use the word journalism. That's true. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're, I don't think you're like worried about the bar being too high. (laughs) (laughs) It really isn't, you know, nowadays that, that like, there's some, that's, that's the thing is you look at real good journalists and and I look at them, I'm like, you're a wizard and I could never do your job. Like, I I feel like an idiot. It's about time you said it. I appreciate it. I was was talking about Tom specifically. Thomas, thank you. Thank you. No, would you, would you like see a, like a good investigative journalist, you know, that does that I was reporting out the story for three years. I didn't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I was stabbed twice, once in each eye, actually. One of the the most depressing facts about our world is, remember the Panama Papers or was it the second one? There was two papers is the Panama Papers and then like the Paradise Papers, right? These people reported this out. They did this like cloak and dagger, amazing, you know, reporting for years. And it said like, yes, the rich people are hiding money here. And like the second one that came out, nobody cared. It was like, (laughs) seriously, they're like, yeah, no, we basically we knew that last time. Like that level of rigorous, like dedicated, uh, slow burn kind of like get all the facts just right as much as you can. Like it's 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 vanishing. And so compared to those people, but if there was one simple like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> About the Paradise Papers, then people would click. That yeah. would that would work. Yeah, yeah. It was like top nine revelations. Top, about yeah, the, See, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Everything should be a listicle. Don't you get, yeah, they should have made a TikTok, actually, is what they should have done. And I think they, you know, they missed that. With a dance. Bad. Yeah. There should have been a dance. Just Rachel Maddow flossing. Here's, <laughs> here's the tax fraud dance that the rich are doing. Uh, yeah, it's called, it's put the money over here and then nobody can, yeah. <laughs> and then the government, the Republicans fire all the IRS employees so nobody can come after us. And then the right, when Biden tries to hire like three more of them, the right is like, you're coming after us and going to kill us with your IRS agents. And idiots believe them. Anyway, separate story. The point is, yeah, it's actually, um, I noticed a pattern and I don't know how much you fellows have gone into these things over the years, but like I noticed a pattern when every time there'd be some bullshit explosion about a campus thing or a blah, 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 like Evergreen University, Jordan Peterson, Brad Weinstein, all those people, I, especially early on, like I prided myself on like, oh, I'm going to take a look objectively, get to the sure. bottom of all this. I believe sure. like my, both sides can be wrong. I yeah. was a real both sides of guy back in the day. And, and I like, I'm not super proud of that, but it did mean like I was looking at these things with a, with a truly open mind, especially back in like 20, you know, 14, when I first started with that side of it. And every time it was like, oh, they're just lying about it. Like, it's just it. 
it'll be something where, yeah, okay, there's a little bit of like, on one hand, the students were kind of dicks, but on the other hand, the grown adult who's paid to teach them was a bigger dick and the students are 18. So I think maybe like they're not to blame. I think maybe the guy whose job it is who gets paid to do it <laughs> should do better. And the students are students, they're kids. They're literally kids. And every single one of them was like that. And it's only gotten worse. And it's, it's, it's fed into this narrative, this anti-woke thing to where they all reference these events, this common history. And it's been built upon lie upon lie upon lie upon lie upon lie that we're like way up in outer space. Like the lies have stacked that far. And when you reference any of them, no one fucking few people debunk them. Every time I'm in the midst of one right now and I Google and there's not a single result that tells the real story. It's all populated. I'm not saying no one's doing it, but literally all the right wing and not even right, like center left, like fire dot or that fucking organization that I think used to be good. That sucks. They flood it all with an, the anti-woke headlines about it. And that'll be the first as many pages as Google sure, of Google as you could sure. possibly look at. And maybe somewhere there's another me debunking it, but I, I don't see it. I mean, and it might not be their fault. It might be that the other side floods the zone, but one way or the other, nobody looks into it. And it's just so, it's so infuriating. I, I, so I, that's what I want to focus on. But um, boy, it is a lot of work to do that kind is, of. <laughs> is there still these campus? Are these campus things still happening week after week? Because I remember they were like yes. a thing. I thought a lot of that had dropped out. It was but a I don't thing, but I don't pay attention to it. So is it still sort of where there's a brand new one this week and, and like Andy Ngo or whatever is posting about it on Twitter and out there with his yeah. little camera? Getting well, shaked it in the face. It evolves. So like, I think part of it is Tuck, the Tucker Carlson situation. So he had sure, a, literally sure. a segment on his show called Campus oh, Craziness. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Campus he did Crazy. one every week. That, yeah. And it hasn't been that long since he's been shit canned. Like, so he was still doing that segment however many months ago that was. I don't know. Time's been a little weird for me, to be honest, this last <laughs> year. Uh, but like, he was still doing that recently. I don't know if... I actually meant to check if the, the dweeb who replaced him... It's just a fucking Russian nesting dolls of dweebs when they have to go down to their like JV, JV, JV Fox racist, okay. you know, and they're like, fuck, where do we find another What kind racist? of tie does this new guy because like that's really a sentence. We've yeah. already we've already had the, the bow tie. Is it one of those, those western ties? Yeah, like with those the two things. Strings. Yeah, maybe yeah. fringe and a yes. skull. Yes. Little skull like in there, it. like a little cattle oh, skull. old tiny western you, tie with like oh, yes. I bet oh, you yeah. that's like cultural appropriation or something so that would be even better for them. They'll be like, yeah, I proudly, <laughs> proudly culturally appropriate. Who cares? Can't stop me. You get, you get a ton of stuff from Tucker but then all also from like a Ron DeSantis campaign, I'm yeah, sure you get a yeah. ton of stuff as well. Because right. the, the word woke is used as a weapon by yeah. them to, yeah. sort, to sort of attack a, an ideology. So mm -hmm. so I want to ask this. This is the, I, in preparing for this interview, long and hard, <laughs> thinking deeply about it, as, as, a journalist, as, journalism. as a journalist, and I appreciate before, <laughs> as a journalist, you noting yeah. my journalistic journalist. integrity yes, and, yes. and acumen. I'm real so, nervous uh, to go one-on-one uh, -on -one with Tom Curry uh, on the firing whoa, line. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to ask this question in all seriousness. What is woke? What me. does that know. word mean? Because oh. we're all using it. Everybody's yeah. using it. And I'm like, all right, but do we even have agreement across no. anywhere? Anywhere? Does, <laughs> no. it, does that word mean anything? What no. the fuck does it's that word same, mean? It's I, there. That is such a complicated question. That is a really good. You know, I should actually well, do I, like a 10 episode series on just that. 
Like for real. One of the, so I had such a wealth of choices for the quotes to put in the intro that I wanted to do. There was a, um, it was somebody, oh, what is her name? Bethany something, Frank. Oh, I might be confusing two people, but it's somebody like that who uh, wrote a book about wokeness and they were in an interview and were asked like, so what, what is, could you define wokeness? And she's like, so wokeness is, and it was like 30 seconds of nothing. She was just like, ah, yeah, it's nothing. Like she <laughs> couldn't even answer the, the question of the being of the being. <laughs> she literally was on there to promote her book about wokeness, like her nice. anti woke book about wokeness. And somebody was like, so what could you define? Like the most basic thing, like you're asking me now, Tom, yeah. can you just define literally the one term you wrote a book about? And she's like, ah. <laughs> and what's so great is she ends it by, she stammers for 30 seconds. Ah, it's, oh, so it's the kind, it's the kind of, mm. and then she goes, this is going to be one of those viral moments. <laughs> I was trying to find a way to put it in my intro, but like, oh, that's great. Silence doesn't translate very well yeah. in an intro, you know? Yeah, I'm right. just like, I can't really <laughs> illustrate that she sat there long. in silence. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like, that's a good example. Wokeness, it's the ultimate dog whistle for everything you hate you're on the, if you're on the right. Like, if you're coming from that end. Okay. And these words very quickly don't be, be uh, stop being used earnestly. Like, in, there's some initial, like, long ago, um, I think it was it started in the black community. You know, they refer to being woke and there'll be some other, uh, I've looked at it before, but honestly, I forget it. Once I write a book on it, I'll have an answer for you. But uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> the reason I don't know or care what the specific definition is, is because it's just used as a, yeah. as a boogeyman. It's just it's whatever we're mad about. Right? Yeah. The and, point is the malleability, right? Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, and uh, to kind of go back to the question a second ago as well and combine them, the the campus craziness stuff sort of shifted a little bit and turned into the trans panic. So you don't yes, see yes. as much about the campus craziness. This is still there. It'll always be there. And there's also the like maybe true believers who um are still like that. Like I, I just fresh in my mind. Like um I, there's an academic one that I'm researching right now, and there are the people who I think are either useful idiots for the right and don't know it, or they're secretly right, or one one way or the other who just spend all their time on these campus controversies, they still exist, but it's sort of like the broader lens has kind of shifted a little. And those people are still like, yeah, this is my battle, the campus crusade. And then mainly they're like, well, no, kind of, we, we're more into hating trans people now and being scared of literally everything they say or do. <laughs> and, uh, and, and no, none of this, none of the people ever go, Oh shit. Was I just being used by that group? That's not, I can see them now. They're down there and they're just harassing a trans person. And for a moment, they were behind <laughs> me a second ago. How does, how does somebody like, so when I think about the term woke and I think about people using it as, as pejorative, right? Mm -hmm. I think about Jordan Peterson and people like that. How do they continue to cash in once they've cashed God. in once what does Jordan Peterson do to continue cashing in? Because he doesn't seem like he's left it behind. He's continuing right. to use it. It's it, it does seem inexhaustible, does it not? Like right. it just yeah. We uh, we just did a recording on the. I don't know if you caught the Richard Dawkins. You know, wokeness is a religion. Nothing that he wrote on Substack. Did you? Is that kind of no, what you're I talking about? I, I stopped uh, paying attention to Dawkins a long time ago, man. Same, but like he, he just did a thing where he like advertised his, he was going to publish a Substack. It was weird. It was a weird promotional thing. And it's exactly what you're talking about where 
he he was like, I'm going to answer this question from Dr. Jordan Peterson, someone with whom I disagree, but whom I greatly respect, even though, you know, he's literally a Christian who, whatever. Um, and it's the same shit that they were saying in 2014. Like, I don't understand yeah. how you could not evolve at all in that way. Like, it's it's like, well, did you know the woke, they are the thought police? And also, they um, they burn heretics in that they get really mad at you. And it's like, yeah, man, you were saying this 10 years ago. It like, yeah, it, nobody gets tired of it. I guess they, they, they never get tired of hearing their own thing reinforced, I guess. It's, so it's beyond it, me. I don't get it. So, something that strikes me from like the campus stuff, right. Is like, and it's, I think this, and, and tell me if you, if you agree or disagree, but like a lot of this, a lot of the issues that get like amplified by the right, when they're talking about woke stuff, these are, there is an intentional misalignment of energy toward really small stakes shit yes. in order for them to generate amongst their audience a much bigger response energy. Yes. So like this shit that happens at Evergreen College, I'm just, if Evergreen College just folded up and went away entirely, <laughs> I would yeah. never know. You never I know. Didn't never know what life. it was. I None still don't know where it, it is. Was. Yeah. I don't yeah, give I, a fuck. Nobody wait, is it cares. In Canada? No, it's American, right? Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. Okay, I don't you could tell me it was in fucking Maui. I have no yeah, idea. It doesn't matter. Like, that's yeah. a weird name for a college in Maui. I don't fucking no idea. <laughs> I do, and I, but I guess that's my point is like, yeah. well, these students at this, at the, and they try to like write these issues large, even yes. though they are fundamentally tiny issues. And I think the intent of all of that is just to galvanize and create energy within the base. Because yes. there's no energy at the root of most of the things they're pushing on. Even the trans stuff, trans mm -hmm. people make up a tiny fraction of the population. But the outsized worry that the right has for the activity of trans people is grossly out of proportion Absolutely, to any yeah. power that trans yeah. people could possibly yeah. hope to it's exert. To ever wield. To, to ever socially. Wield. So like... Like, it seems like all of this is intentionally finding issues this big yeah. in order to, like, push this kind of response energy. Was that something you would agree with? Oh, 100%. And, and I think that, you know, we've all covered this before when in 2020, when the, the Republicans just decided not to even have a platform. There's like, we yeah. don't need it. Yeah, no. Whatever like, this just, guy says was their yeah, platform. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there are no issues. Like literally, if there's any Republican fucking watching or listening to your fine program, which I, I don't know, maybe there's like a couple, like tell me like no. one <laughs> policy. You know, there's always one weirdo though. Like, do you ever get that email? It's like, oh, actually I'm, I'm very right wing, but you know, I just listened and you're like, wow. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not oh, anymore, okay. man. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that, maybe I'm talking about like five years ago. Yeah. Or yeah. Something. But that um, used to happen before Trump. Yeah. Before Trump, but we used to, those guys got challenge, weeded the fuck out. They are not yeah. allowed in this house anymore. <laughs> I would challenge any Republican family member when, you know, all you all go home for Thanksgiving or whatever. And if there's none listening, I guess we'll have to go find them at Thanksgiving. But uh, I would challenge them, like, tell me a policy stance on for any Republican. Like, tell me like a bill that the right wants to pass. Not one that they want to fight. Not one that they want to ruin that we're trying to do. Because that yeah, doesn't, somebody, I mean, just, that doesn't somebody's count. not oppositional. Yeah. yeah. Tell me yeah. what's a thing you stand for. And uh, you, you, maybe, maybe they'll be like, well, lower taxes. Well, freedom. But freedom. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to pass uh, a freedom eagles. bill. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, bald eagles. 
Well, actually, buntings. I joke, but didn't rolling like coal, one time? flag buntings, <laughs> rolling coal in your truck, rolling coal, <laughs> yeah, truck nuts, <laughs> yeah, truck nuts, <laughs> whatever country music yeah. songs say. Absolutely, <laughs> try that in a small town. Yeah, <laughs> a resolution well, that hereby try that in a small town. <laughs> Do it so ordered that try it in a small. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I made the joke a second ago, or you said freedom. There was that time, uh, gosh, I'm, it's been a while, so I'm forgetting it was the House or the Senate or who it was, where they tried to advance a bill that was like the Freedom of Speech Act. And they're like, dude, we have a constitution. You don't actually, <laughs> like you don't have you're to just do passing that. like we, yeah, like there's just the, hey, reiterating. <laughs> you should just read the pre-work. Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't the have to get real far. Check the like, syllabus. <laughs> you know, just check the just syllabus. Like, well, just extra. You we don't have to read passes. all of the amendments to get there. Like if <laughs> yeah. you just like, if you Start. give up right yeah. away, you, give yeah. up you still, you give the up. first amendment. It. No, it's something like that. It was either free speech act or something. And it was so like, good. dudes, we already have that. Like you think you're, fi- that's, that's a good indication that the thing you're fighting against is pretend. Cause you're like, Oh, you know how we fix this thing? We pass the Constitution. <laughs> like, well, considering that's already there, I think maybe you're full of shit. Like something you're thinking about is wrong. Um, and it, yeah, they don't have a platform. It's so I would I would put it. There's a taxonomy that I want to build eventually of these things. There's the main category is completely misreported and lied about. Like that's not a number one. It's something that's just like these college things or whatever. The woke controversies totally lied about. That's number one because what they want to do is they find that simple out. They'll find something that's based on a kernel of something, and then they all decide to terribly misrepresent what that thing is, and then just spread it. They're they're just a perfect team. They just all, everybody in this little ecosystem from the right to the center left, I think, that is anti-woke, like that whole brigade, they, they all get on the exact same page to where, like I said, if you Google any of this shit, all you'll find is their results, and they'll all echo each other, and they'll all link each other. And so that's number one is that bullshit. Number two would be like something that there may be a truth, which is, by the way, at the end of the day is, oh, no, a college kid said something like that's like the, the that's the worst case scenario. And because college kids are college kids. Yeah, they can be wrong all the time. Why would why would there be any reason we would expect that everyone at a college is always right? Like even if they're on the left or woke sure. or whatever, like. There are people who are just idiots and they just make arguments terribly. And like, I wouldn't stand by them, but they'll be quoted. Like the two sides will be, here's how Florida is literally banning education and making trans people live in fear and not get healthcare and all this stuff. And abortion, by the way, has gone out the window. And on the other side, there's the student union and they wrote a letter and it said that this dude, this teacher should be fired. Now, was he fired? Not at all, but the letter said, <laughs> I, I wish I were making a joke. That's this is literally real. I'm describing a real thing like that. That is one they, they'll that'll be they'll line them up on the one side. We have a student group said this person should be fired. And I'm sitting here thinking like, well, man, I don't know if they should be fired, but like it's a, so a 19 year old can't be like that person should be. Fired. Yeah. What is the stakes of that, Tom, to your point? What is this? Thing? Should there be a headline? Nineteen-year-old says guy should be fired. Is that so, in, the, in today's world? The polarized caps are gone. The fucking we got nobody can afford a house. There's you could go down the list for four thousand million billion issues. To to then at the bottom somewhere would be a college kid thought a professor should be fired and doesn't actually even have the power to do that. Just said like I think they should be fired. That it's it blows my mind. No one has any perspective. 
Everyone has lost their fucking minds. You could be to that point. I often, and I don't know if people get annoyed at me for this. I'm not sure, but I often make the point that I could even just for fun, entertain the, the idea that you could be completely anti-woke on all your views. You could be like, yeah, I don't really get trans stuff. Like also, I think the college kids are kind of dumb. And also I don't even, I'm Christian. I don't really like the gay stuff. You could take all those stances and still you could be like, yeah, but like, I think we should, you know, student debt is a problem. And also like, you know, global warming is an issue. And also everything you're making a big deal about on the right, that seems to be nothing. Like that seems to not really (laughs) matter in the scheme of things. So you should still vote left if you were that person. Like there's no, unless you, you, the only excuse for voting for Trump or anyone on the right is getting caught up in that culture war to your point, Tom, that feeling that like, no, this is the most important thing. The Twitter, what they said. Can you believe the tweets? Like, dude, that's not the world. There's so much else going on. I wonder if like the way they tap into this, um, we actually, Tom and I were having a conversation with another friend of ours the other night and we were talking about progress, social progress. And we were talking about specifically some of the things that we thought were funny or movies we thought were funny maybe 20 years ago. And I have fond memories of some movies as I watch as a child that are extremely problematic today. I'll watch that movie and I'll I'll be like, holy shit, that was like a date rape scene. I had no idea that that was in the movie or something like, you know what I mean? There were a lot of those, my dude. Yeah, and and, and not just that, but there was inappropriate touching. There was, you know, a ton of stuff in there. Casual racism, casual homophobia. So much homophobia. So much of that stuff, right? And and we have, I still may have a fond memory of that. And so when someone says something like, yeah, man, that movie's fucking crazy. That movie's super problematic. There's something in you that is like, whoa, wait a minute. And so there's a thing, I think that they're tapping into this idea that progress will make it so that you're a bad person, that things that you might have liked are now, they're problematic and you're a problematic person because of it. And I think they're tapping into this because social progress works like that. There is going to be some bit of shame that you might feel for liking something back. Like I certainly wouldn't suggest someone watch The Breakfast Club, for instance. I think that there's a lot of problematic shit in there. I I made a joke on a recent citation needed about... Uh, Johnny Five and Short Circuit, the movie Short Circuit. And he was like, it's a super problematic movie. And I looked it up and they're like, there's a dude in blackface in the movie. And I totally forgot what? there's a guy <laughs> who plays an entire role in like, he's he's playing an Asian guy, or not an Asian guy, an Indian guy, and he's not Indian. There is a need to be able to hold morally complicated positions with respect to like still being able to be like, yeah, Short Circuit's a shit movie with bad values, but I still can, I, I do not find it problematic to be like, it held an important place in my life in a time. Yeah, I don't either. That's, That's okay. Fine. Yeah. But like, you have to have a sort of morally complicated position, but yeah. we have, I think we have a morally simplistic society, particularly if you are a religious person. Religious people tell you that there's a, bi- everything exists on a binary of good and evil and sin yes. and salvation no, right, yeah. and all of this like really morally simplistic shit. So like, I think that there's probably a lot of pushback because it's like, well, I have to hold a morally complicated position or decide that that's just bad. Yeah. 
Uh, by the way, and it'll be a movie you were never going to fucking watch again anyway. Like, it was like, oh, like how much right? of your life was like, no, I was going to watch Short Circuit like tomorrow and be really excited about it. It's like, yeah, no, you're totally right. It's all these same things, uh, especially that's what disappointed me so much. Um, a lot of things about like, you know, the rational community that we thought we were part of going this route. A lot of them, not all, of course, not all of them, but like. That was what disappointed me so bad about that. Because it's like, okay, yeah, I Marsh get is the, the, a real problem. Yeah, he is. I agree. <laughs> Marsh, Absolutely. that fucking wow. guy. Yikes. God, I felt better. I, like, it's, Yikes. It's, it's one thing we're for kidding, the, God. For the There's going to be people who are going to email us like, what happened to Marsh? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. He's such salt of the earth. What was it? He did COVID. Just go to any of Eli's websites. You'll see what Marsh did. <laughs> <laughs> he did COVID or 9 11 or one of them. Both of them. All of them. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I get that immature people, stupid people, uh, Christians, people like that, fundamentalists, they, I get that they would have a hard time with that. Like, yeah, sure. I, they, it's being a reactionary. It's a tale as old as time. And there's a reactionary, you know, there's a reaction to this progress exactly in the way you're talking about, 100%. And I always thought like, well, as a skeptic, as a rational person, I think it's for me, I'm like, well, why don't I just examine that? And like you say, Tom, it's like, well, you know, there are movies that, um, that I love, you know, I'm trying to think of like the the worst example offhand. Um, I really love uh, the Peter Pan cartoon. You really see it when you have kids and you know, if they are like mine and just obsessively watch everything on Disney, um, they put that warning in there now of like, Hey, this wasn't super cool. And with Peter Pan, like I love some of the music to that cartoon. Like I really, I just, I enjoy it. Like it has a nice feel to me. And, and, but you look at, you get to the scenes with tiger Lily and you look at how they animated the Native Americans and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Wow, that was bad. Like it just, it objectively was bad even then. It's just no one cared. You know, it's not like, and so it, that's a hard one because it's like, ah, that that's for me, that's a close call of like, my kids have watched it, but I try I explain it to them. Like, hey, this is like, this was not very nice how they did this. You know, they're little, so they don't understand. But you draw you see, your lines. In this and scene, what's trying to happen is Tiger Lily is trying to sexually seduce <laughs> Peter Pan in order yeah. to move him from child and adolescent into adult. <laughs> why, why are you not? Okay, eat your dino nuggets, <laughs> fucking whatever. All right, but if he fucks yeah. her, if he fucks her, Jesus I Christ. told you ahead of time. That's <laughs> that's what that scene is. Yeah. That's the I mean, thing like, that takes that us on YouTube God. too. That what Tom just said. <laughs> the key is like, it's not just that these reactionaries, the, the people who are anti-woke, it's not just that they want to be able to still enjoy the things themselves. They also want you to, to tell them it's okay yeah, or something, or they want, or they interpret a, a lot of this stuff will be people over interpreting what they're actually hearing. So like if someone online says, yeah, you know, the, the way they did the native American, like the tiger Lily's dad, you know, is like, it's really, it's animated badly. And what they hear and what they'll respond to is often, these people want to ban this movie. They want to ban yeah. this movie. They just make up a whole thing. They, it's like, they didn't say or that. Or they'll say, you think I'm a bad person. Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, no, I, I, just, I just think that, that part is problematic. That's all. Cartoons and like, are racist. Are you saying That's I'm problematic? No, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying anything. I'm just yeah, saying exactly. I don't like the thing. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. you know, I will say, like, I really understood that concept, Cecil, better after reading White Fragility. Yeah. The idea that mm. you can be like, yeah, you know what? It turns out I am racist. Like, because, yes, I am. Because I'm part of a racist system. And like trying to divorce myself sure. from a set of beliefs that I've been indoctrinated and socialized into as a white male my whole life. I'm never going to escape that, right? 
but that doesn't necessarily make me a bad person. Like it makes me a bad person when I don't respond yeah. and improve. Or try to keep going. Right. Yeah. Try to so keep when I don't respond yeah. and try to improve, then that's where I have moral culpability. Yeah. But I think you're absolutely right. I think people are like pushing back because sure. they don't want to be like, you got to teach CRT in my schools. Well, then I'm going to feel bad to be a white guy. Like, well, I'll tell you what, I don't feel bad to be a white guy. Yeah. Right. You do it's because not- you're not, you're not contending with your shit, man. Yeah. So like what you're doing is being like, I don't want to contend with this topic in a real way. So I'm going to like stick it in a bucket. Exactly. Thomas, how much of this stuff, just to go back to the, to the journalism piece, because that's kind of my background, as you know. Uh, So. And of course. So I'm talking to the Tom Curry. I'm not I, again. Thank you for shop. acknowledging it. Journalist to journalist. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Is my Pulitzer in the shot? Is my Pulitzer in the shot? I can't. See. Anyway. So no, it's not. Cecil shaking his head. No, it is definitely not in the shot. So for the for the, all the bad reporting, you're still laughing. For all the bad reporting that's being done, how much of that bad reporting around wokeism would you lay at the feet of the economic death of journalism? Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I, that's actually, I'm, I'm not sure that's the issue. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's. I see easy that as click. a little bit. It's easy to click, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean, right? It's rage bait. Yeah. Is that is that journalism has changed, and mm. in our lifetimes, journalism has changed, yeah, and sure, the yeah. economics of journalism have changed. And I think that to to frame that question, maybe for the audience, is what I mean is. As as the money for journalism has rapidly declined at the same time that the need for output has dramatically increased, and then the way to get, you know, output that matters is to get engagement. Yeah. Those, are eco- those are all economic factors yeah, that seem all, to yeah. me to conspire yeah. to produce this kind, this exact kind of bad inflammatory yeah, okay. journalism. So, so in... in- and throwing that back and forth in my brain, they'll noodle a little bit. I think one counter argument would be the New York Times is more profitable than ever. And a lot of this that I've critiqued lately is at the New York Times. Um, so I don't think like with that specific example, I think and this, you know, this is an argument, Eli, and I have a lot. And I'm curious where you guys sit on this. Eli is very Whatever much, Eli is not saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. there you go. So we, so we, yeah. I don't even need to say what it is. We, we, <laughs> no, I, um, actually, I'm curious about your view on this. Like he often looks at these people as from the perspective of nobody actually believes anything. They're just saying whatever to get clicks. Like with Richard Dawkins, for example, and the anti-trans stuff, you know, he's often like, yeah, he's just lying for, you know, fun and profit, whatever. And I don't know. I, I never can quite go there. Like I, I it just, it strikes me as so bizarre. Like why you, especially when you talk about pe- people like JK Rowling, people like other people who are like, you already had all the money. Like there's, it doesn't make economically, that doesn't make sense for them in particular to make that choice purely out of selfish motives. I tend to treat most people who are actively, you know, writing, pushing anti-woke stuff, not Tucker Carlson, because that guy's fucking different category, but like some of these you know, journalists or people who are kind of in that realm that are, they're not right wingers, but they're like, oh, I, I believe in free speech. And you see the college kids are threatening free speech. I kind of think they just believe it. I personally, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Do you tend to take people at their word when they're, you know, whether it's Richard Dawkins with his trans stuff or what do you think? It depends on the person. I mean, I feel like, 
you know, there's part of me that thinks that the big politicians, the biggest politicians in the country probably don't believe it as much. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking but politicians. Utilize Sorry, it, forget that. Yeah, but utilize yeah. it. Um, mm -hmm. People in the media, you know, I... If you're going to talk about, say, like, let's say Joe Rogan. Do I think Joe Rogan believes what he says? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I but think he he's a simple guy. contradictory things. I think he's a simple a guy and he contradicts himself and he's a yeah. dummy and he says dumb yeah. stuff. And yeah. I think I think he believes, I think he's gullible. I think he's easy to trick. And I think yeah. that he's, so when, when somebody comes in with a, uh, an issue and they do a bong with him and he's like, man, that sucks that you were almost fired. And then he's like, man, it's really sucks. And then like, I really think he believes that. I think he yeah, genuinely yeah. is, is credulous and he believes whatever anybody tells them if they have a microphone and they're sitting across the yeah. table from him. So I think that people do genuinely, I think a lot of these media personalities do believe it, but I do think that there is some accentuating of it for more uh, uh, publicity. I think Tucker Carlson's a perfect example. I think Tucker oh, Carlson's sure. always guy. been a bastard, but I think yeah. Tucker Carlson accentuates it. He pushes it out so that more people see him and it gets him more, like more clicks. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a rage bait. Yeah. He knows yeah. how to rage bait. I, I, I would add to that that um, just like I think that the forces of capitalism tend to poison even most people's best interests, I think the attention economy does the same yeah, thing. Yeah. I think that the the attention economy is as poison as capitalism. And so there are people like and and like look at Dawkins as a great example. Dawkins need like I'm just going to pretend I don't know that this is true. But it would not surprise me if the driving force here is a desire for continued attention and relevance. And so you can do that in one of many ways, right? He could write a brand new book about evolutionary biology that 12 <laughs> people are going to fucking read, or he can tweet some shit out, or he can like debate somebody or have a fucking talk with an inflammatory narcissist like Jordan Peterson. The mm. attention economy, I think, is as or more poisonous than capitalism, and yeah, it drives a lot of activity. I think it really is like some, there's <laughs> some times where I just, maybe I can't step outside my own lens because I just, I see that and like, but, but like, if you didn't really believe it, you could get tons of attention by going the other way. I mean, this isn't a one-sided, this particular thing, the attention economy, the, all the economics of it, that's not a left or right issue. That's a, across the board. There's no money in papers. There's no, you know, like that financial problem. And so um, there's plenty of content on the left that fear mongers on the left. I happen to believe that more of it's accurate, but like it still needs to play on those emotions to drive engagement, to do all those same things. So I, I don't think the choice is between going anti-woke or nothing. I think it could be, yeah, you could go anti-woke or if, if you're just purely profit driven and you happen to be someone who's vaguely left, you could go the other way. You could become one of these leftist podcasts or whatever it is, leftist papers, leftist columnists, Twitter personality, whatever, who push the emotions the other way and try to cash in that way. Like even if, if, if money's just your motive. So I feel like there's, I don't know. I also feel like what we saw with, with Sam Harris Richard Dawkins and a lot of those people from 2015, whenever that started happening, 2014, like, I think they just have a circle jerk of friends who all tell the same few lies about this stuff and they just reinforce it with each other. And they just start to believe that that's the world. You know, it really like they say, like, what is it like Niall Ferguson? There's a couple of those like, like Ion Hersey Ali's husband. Is that who that is? I can't. There's there. They have friends who are very conservative and they um, kind of got in good graces with them. 
And they just, I, I just feel like they're, that's affecting their information diet to where they think these things are plausible. And once you take this dim view of students, of colleges, of blah, 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 you're, you're more and more willing to believe inaccurate things. Like if somebody told you Trump tri- tripped over his own ball sack and fell into a pile of cow manure or whatever, you and I are going to be like, well, maybe. I mean, he's, he's kind of, you know, like we're more prone to, that's an exaggeration, yeah. but we're more prone to believe like, he's going to do a dumb thing because we accurately know he's a dumb guy. And also, you know, but also, you know, also we're uh, kind of hoping for it. I mean, yeah. we, yeah, did, we exactly. watched him look directly into the eclipse. Yeah. We did watch, we watched him look, him look directly, yeah. directly into, into an eclipse. Kind of spread his fingers a little. <laughs> did he make like a little, did he make a little yeah, dog? I think you can Was keep like, most of the photons <laughs> out. If you, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I, you know, and so in my opinion, it's, it's a more. Jesus truth. Christ. Remember when the president stared right at the sun? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, Cecil, that's just science. That actually works, though. That's a bad example, because that'll... Thomas, tell us how to find your show. Uh, just search Where There's Woke, man. I we're it's the, it's the 90s. No, what year is it? It's 2023, and I don't even have a website for it, because I, I probably should, but, I you know, nobody does that anymore. I, I say, just search it. Just search Where There's Woke in any podcast delivery thing. And uh, I'd really appreciate people listening. There's some... There's some really interesting stuff. Um, the first one is about Elevator Gate, and uh, I know a lot of people listening will will that'll oh, be a fun. Oh, remember that? That's a wayback machine thing. I there. listened that to that episode because oh, I was like, I don't know that I fully. I'm know I'm glad that you story. started this all the way back at the beginning of time. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when that rhino, that, that Tyrannosaurus, was really interested yeah, in what that yeah. Stegosaurus? <laughs> yeah. And then I went on the whole, um, you know, James Webb telescope controversy which is a whole thing that is an audiobook essentially now at this point um and uh there's so much more planned you know so thank you so much for having me and uh yeah please check out where there's woke i there's so much to debunk and it's so infuriating to see how many uh, like ostensibly serious people just lie or don't check the facts on these things and I've only just begun to start pointing it out. Uh, there's so much more to do. And then you've also still got serious inquiries only for all of your expert interviews. So you split the two. So you can check out your other work there. And you've got a third podcast, if I recall. Oh, I don't yes. know what that one is. Uh, that is Abortions are no, good is what it's dad. called, I think. Abortions. dads, of course. Yeah, it's are also awesome. called that Now one. You Tell Me. Vasectomies yeah. <laughs> rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah of course dear old dads that is i gotta i have to publish one i've got to edit right now dear old dads i love it it's always a pleasure uh and yeah thanks for mentioning serious inquiries only because i don't want to give that one short shrift or whatever because i am doing more interviews than ever on there there's so much fun uh i've got uh you know astronomy ones um uh, sorry astrophysics more accurately uh, that's a lot of fun. Some bad science journalism. Yes, I also know the correct. difference, by the way. I just wanted to be clear. Tom had to lean on his Pulitzer for that one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, lots of good stuff. expert interviews over there. appreciate you mentioning that. And of course, dear old dads, everybody's, I, I assume everyone's already listening to that. So, or they're just so anti-natalist that they don't. Yeah, I, d- I don't listen because I hate kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thomas, thanks for joining us though. We really appreciate it. Appreciate it, bud. thank thomas smith for joining us today you can check out his his new podcast where there's woke you could also check out of course serious inquiries only uh and dear old dads where tom is also a part of that uh so that is going to wrap it up for this week uh remember 
This upcoming Thursday night will be our live stream. And so we'll be live streaming 9 p.m. Central. We're going to try to do that once a month. Uh, and so this is the week that we would do it. So be there on August 17th, 9 p.m. Uh, Central time on uh, YouTube and Twitch. And we'll be uh, live streaming. So come check us out. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave it like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.